1: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday
2: mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Who's that, RC, saying not grammatically correct? It is grammatically correct. It's broke. The Giants are broke, as in they ain't got any money because they spent it all on their wide receivers. Why is RC quoting, bring it? (laughs) Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80.
1: Bring it on.
2: All you got to say is play ESPN. You can download the podcast. Key, J., this drives me yes. crazy. Dave Gettleman is still, is still haunting me. He's not the GM anymore, and he's still killing me. He's killing me. Listen, the New York Giants wide receiver room is the most expensive in the NFL in 2022. Over $40 million on these wideouts. Guess who has the fewest TDs by a wideout room in 2021? The New York Giants. The New York Giants. Fewest TDs, most money, five touchdowns. Not only was it diffused in 2021, it was diffused by any wide receiver room since 2017 in the NFL. In the NFL! This is what Gettleman... So think about this for a second. Gettleman's like, oh, I got my hog mollies. I said I was going to put together this offensive line. I reached for a quarterback. I got my guy. Oh, I took a running back second overall. I got it. Now, now I have to let it incubate for a few years. And now I'm going to go in and spend the money on these key free agents and take us over the top. I mean, oh, my God, what a disaster. Keith is a disaster.
1: Yeah, $40 $40 million in salary cap they used up for uh, their receiver room. But I think a lot of those contracts, because they're in their second and third year, those numbers go up. Um, I think, though, Brian Dable coming in, because those players can play. It's not like they can't play football. They just were in the wrong scheme and being utilized wrong. I'm giving you hope, Max, that Brian Dable can come in and fix the skill positions and you will get the value that you're looking for out of those guys. I'm hopeful.
3: This is my thing. I'm hopeful, too. too, But Brian Dable is an offensive coordinator that's going to become a first-time head coach. Like, he's not Jesus. He's not a QB and a wide receiver whisperer. So, like, what we're asking him to do now is clean up a lot of mess and I think everybody just has to be patient. Even Kenny day. Like, you know, with his injury history, that four-year, $72 million deal, like that was even a gamble. That was a big gamble to begin with with Gettleman. So I, it's going to take a lot of work. But also, you know, think about what that does to a guy like Daniel Jones. Now he's in a pivotal year while we're trying to clean up this mess, and we're going to look him to activate all these wide receivers
1: i'll tell you something all, else all scheming system man that's all it is it's scheming it's the system it's you still need the to block key up front in the right position but that but that also helps protections different offensive line protections come with a new head coach you're not gonna i understand what you're looking at max you're if you see the same issues on the offensive line with a new staff and a new scheme mm-hmm. that's because them dudes can't play that's just what that is. You know that's what else? Talent.
2: But like they got, they're going to draft. Let's see, at least one offensive lineman in the first round, right? I think that's a pretty safe assumption. And like offensive line, especially uh, they have a left tackle, but there's a little skill involved. It's not just plug and play as a rookie a lot of the time. Key. Sometimes it takes. Andrew Thomas took a year to start to really come on. You know, and so so it's not like they're just going to wave their magic wand and suddenly. The protection's going to be good. It might get better, but I wouldn't expect it to be a real standout offensive line year one. So now you're dealing with this receiver room. You're hoping the new coaching staff can get something out of Daniel Jones. Is this a make-or-break year for Daniel Jones, Key? You talk
1: about the progression. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's not even a question.
2: Does he make it or break
1: break. It's a make-or-break first five games for Daniel Jones. Yeah, because Tyrod's right there.
3: It already feels like it's broken, though, doesn't it? I mean— if you're if you're talking about what the wide receiver roster pay is, right? You, you have to think about rebuilding. So, doesn't that automatically put Daniel Jones at a massive disadvantage?
1: When do they when do they start uh, voluntary workouts? When is that That's a good for the question. Giants? Is that they got a new head coach? So, are they in the building now? or Are they going in the building late May? Do anybody know that?
2: That's a good because
1: if they're in the building right now, give it a few weeks, and you're gonna start to hear. Either positive... They opened up last week, apparently. Or negative. Okay, so they opened... I haven't heard anything. Yeah, so they, opened they, up had last a, they
4: had a new coach. Remember, we heard from Daniel Jones, and he, like, wouldn't throw Mara under the bus. He said, you know, it is on me. They haven't ruined me. That was last week when they reported to training camp. it was only
2: a week ago? Yeah, they reported yeah. to
4: OTAs because they have a new coach, so they were able to report right. you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, what I
1: said. I knew they had a new coach, but some teams... Or pushing theirs off to May and not starting right now. You don't have to start now. You can wait. I think later. they've been
2: at it for a minute, though, Key, because because Evan, you said a week ago it feels like longer than that. So I guess that's when they got there,
1: right? So so now that we're here in April, you're going to start in the next couple of weeks. You're going to start to hear whispers on the way that they feel about Daniel Jones. Once they put the eyeballs on him and he starts to throw the ball around, you'll know how they feel. You, In fact, I'm going to do some digging my damn self because I know some people on the Giants and I want to find out what they think without giving up their name.
2: Mm. I, I mean, I, I know that if you have Daniel Jones is in a tough spot, you know, like I'm not pro Daniel Jones in the sense. I think he's going to be a great quarterback, but he's you saw from the time he was a rookie in the preseason, he could spin it. And he could run. He could do some things. You know, he got to clean up the turnover problems and all that stuff. And he's been in a bad situation. I get all that. But think about it. Key, you said it before. Tyrod Taylor's right there ready to take his job because Tyrod, as I said, in a parallel universe has been a starting franchise for a playoff team for a bunch of years already. Like he's just been snake bit in the NFL
1: so far. But he can play. So you he's know, he sitting can. right there. Right? TT is just wa- TT just waiting. That's he what I said. Wait. You You said make a break. I'm like not a season five games right so he could you get five games so so now you've been in the league for a while but your line has always been
2: terrible your running back's always been hurt your coach hadn't been any good and your and and your gm hasn't gotten you weapons (laughs) it's a bad situation
3: it kind of reminds me a little bit of philadelphia just and i'm not saying the quarterbacks are similar but you know key you've been the one that's talked about the sensitivity level of quarterbacks, having somebody that's looking over your shoulder, knowing that they are there to take the mantle as soon as you have someone of a fall. We saw that with Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, and it seems like it's trending towards the same scenario, right? This story comes out about how much they're spending on wide receivers. It feels like Daniel Jones already has to dig himself out of a massive hole. You're seeing him take care of the ball slightly better over the last two years, but it doesn't feel like he's the guy that gets you over the hump. With T.T. sitting there understanding what his history is, it seems like it's set up perfectly for Brian Davel to be looking at the situation like, I gave everybody time, I gave you a year, it's reassessed, now we're going to clean this thing out and I'm going to bring in the people I want to be here.
1: Well, it's all about putting a guy behind the other quarterback, right? And now let's see what that, that Daniel Jones, let's see what Daniel Jones how he responds to somebody looking over his shoulder, is he going to fend him off, or is he going to completely crumble? That's yep. that's what it is. Remember when, when I took and, you and through if he year crumbled, by year, you got your answer.
2: Remember when I took you through year by year, Dable with like it's not not just Dable, but Josh Allen's progression as a quarterback at first it was 10 touchdowns to 12 interceptions a 50 percent completion every year it got like much better then it was a two to one touchdown interception 60 percent completion then it's a three four to one touchdown to interception it's almost 70 percent completion right Daniel Jones his rookie year 24 TDs 12 interceptions 62 percent since then it's been 62 and a half percent 64 percent but the touchdown interception, eleven to ten and ten to seven. He's just been running in place or getting or going backwards. Right? You know, like it's it's not been good. And a lot of that's his environment. But like it or not, I don't know how much more runway there is. We're gonna tell you if Daniel Jones can make or break his career in twenty twenty two, along with a whole bunch of other quarterbacks in twenty minutes. But let's get back to the NBA playoffs. Yeah.
3: Well, Definitely in this game, they, they understood they need to step it up defensively and,
0: and, and dominate. Her up high, slings it over to the left side to Hunter. The red-hot Hunter rises from three and buries another. I think we just stayed calm. Uh, no matter what run they went on, uh, no matter if we were making or missing shots, uh, we stayed on the defensive end, we stayed aggressive, and uh, that was the game plan.
2: Tim Legler with us now, ESPN so NBA focused. analyst, of course.
3: I was just telling Legs before he came on, I got up 400 made shots yesterday. How many made. did you take? Made. Probably like around like 600. Mm-hmm. But 400 made. Tim, I'm telling that's you. That's a lot of makes, that's a lot Max. of makes. I was, in, I was makes. in the gym for a <laughs> that's minute yesterday. I'm
5: saying, man. It's been a while since I've had that many makes in a day. I still get my shots up, and I get ready for my camp. I shoot a lot. Every summer. On my 50th birthday, I went out to make 53s. I wanted to see yeah. how many shots would it take me to make 53s on my 50th birthday. I was 50 for 59.
3: Oh. <laughs> <And> what? <laughs> Look, <that's> a, people, <laughs> people get twisted sometimes. Legs birthday. is elite, man. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you. There's some people you see when that ball goes into their pocket. Pure. And it goes up. You're like, mm, that's, that's not going to hit the rim at all. Yeah,
5: 50 for 59. I was, I was pretty happy that day. Pure. Pretty happy
3: that. Yeah. Well, you know. 400
5: makes. 400 makes. Been a bit. Legs Jay, are, I know. I did 400 hey, makes. the legs are shaking. The That's arms are really to, sore today. But. That's yeah. going back so, to playing days, man.
1: Sound like we can use him in LA. What's that guy's name? <laughs> <laughs> by, the
5: way, <laughs> by the way, listen. I went on yesterday. Han and Bart all right, yeah. They brought this uh-huh. up. That's the first question they hit me with. They asked me which way I'm going. I said, listen, man, come on.
3: I got a lot of. It's almost
5: disrespectful. Thank you, Legs. I did. I did. I did. I had to have your back on that, man. By the way, also, since I'm not te- technically part of a show, mm-hmm. I can kind of float around See, and be a free, so- agent. Oh. free agent. That's why... We yeah. got it. That's our They thug. offered me a pretty handsome amount of money to play on their team. So how much <laughs> sure. are we talking?
3: How much are we talking?
5: Listen, I hey, ain't. No, I'm yeah. not divulging that. It's a negotiation.
3: No. Well, that's what I'm saying. I can't.
5: Well, no, I have to like know where I'm starting it's from. It's like the Olympics. It's a blind bid. You slide that envelope across.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and slide the number across the top of the table and the
5: bag underneath the that's, table. That's yes. exactly right.
2: Tim Legler is giving you the straight talk, as always, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, <laughs> no compromise. Um, now, this was Alan Hahn's response to Tim Legler on their show, on Barton Hahn, noon Eastern on ESPN Radio yesterday.
3: In fourth grade, I was most improved player on my CYO team. Oh, sure, my dad was the coach, but that doesn't matter. I earned that. Academic All-Region. Look it up. Church oh, Tabernacle. Oh, and, and, and you're just going to look at me and go, John like, hey, hey, hey. John Konkak got a $13 million contract in the early 90s. Mm. You
0: want to come to me so, with so, that? So, so, is that? Is that the yeah. best you got? So,
5: Thirteen million dollars deal, but they don't say at two point two a year. I mean, that's, that's it was a six year deal. It's a little different. The math has changed in the NBA.
2: It's not like when Magic got that million a year for life. Oh, a little that's different. Why, that's why I
5: said yesterday it was called the, it was the Chuck Woolery contract. Two and two. 2.2. <laughs> 2. <laughs> the academic all-region thing killed me, though. Oh, my I, God. I love it. Race, that's, that, that's, that's straight comedy. Oh. Most improved on my fourth-grade team. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. unbelievable. <laughs> so, Legs,
2: as you thought, the Hawks won behind Trey Young, although they won bigger, I think, bigger than I thought. They, they blew him out. If the Hawks win Friday in Cleveland... Can they make a run in these playoffs?
5: They'd be dangerous at that point. Look, you know, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and I bet if I asked just about anybody, just stopped them, NBA fans on the street, and said, hey, who went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year? Like a month ago. I guarantee you they would have had a hard time coming up with the Hawks off the top of their head, right? But that's what they did, and they played in big pressure moments, and they came through again last day. Look, I'm four for four in these games, but they're easy picking so far because I picked all home teams. Now it gets a little more difficult. I think Atlanta wins on the road in Cleveland, mm. and, and I think they now move on, and that is now a dangerous team because of that guy. What he does to you with his playmaking and his scoring, he is the closest thing we have to a Steph Curry. I'm not going to compare him to Steph, but in terms of the way you have to adjust with how you extend defensively to guard him. That's the comparison, and that does things to you defensively with your communication and and your coverages, and he's so good at finding guys late when he penetrates. They're playing really well right now. They're very confident. You saw it last night, and they think, just get us in. Just get us in. Get us on that stage again, and we've got that guy. Who proved last year he could play well when the lights get turned up? Atlanta could be scary. See, he reminds Eastern me. Eastern Conference
3: Finals last year, and if they get John, if they get John Collins back along with Lou Will, that's a different looking team.
5: You know, you know what? what
2: Trey Young reminds me. Like the, the thing that Steph could do. Not only does he have the greatest shot ever, right? Yeah. But he had a big imagination and the guts to do it. I could shoot from that back there. Who cares what people say, right? Trey Young to me doesn't have Steph's talent, but he's got this. He's got guts, man. He's like, yeah, I'm going to try the same thing, and he shows up. Bigger in the playoffs, I think. That, like his level rises in the playoffs. Sometimes with Steph, I'm like, Steph is so great. He's still great in the playoffs, but not in the same in the regular season. Trey to me gets better.
5: I gotta ask you a question. This is a perfect person to ask you, point guard. I don't know what they list Trey Young at six foot, but well, he ain't six foot. You notice know, like so. So, and the reason I ask that is because I'm saying with his range, right? Even his passing ability, his handle, his his hands have to be really small. Yeah. How does how how does a guy? That's what's always amazed me about him. The shooting range and the command of the basketball with small hands—it's—it's because it's, you know, Steph six four. I mean, Steph is is a bigger guard to have that kind of range for a guy that small to have the command of the basketball. He really is this this sort of a, you know once in a lifetime type of guy. Built like that, that size, that plays that way, right? There's been other small guards that were super effective, not playing that style of basketball. You got can,
3: guts. Can I talk to you about another guy who's once in a lifetime size and Zion Williamson? <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm at the Final Four and Trajan Langdon is standing in front of me, the general manager for the Pelicans, and I'm dying to ask him. You know, like Duke and Duke. I'm like, so what are you guys going to do? Like, what's going to happen? And I'm watching the Pelicans play last night. CJ looks great. Brandon Ingram looks great. But they're obviously the thing that people are talking about this morning, not the game against Spurs, about the video of Zion Williamson doing a 360 dunk. And when is he going to play? So I ask you, Tim Legler, if you are Trajan Langdon, the general manager for the Pelicans, do you sign Zion Williamson to a five-year max deal and max extension for a rookie? For me, man, no.
5: I'm, I'm I'm scared off that by his availability and his long-term viability as an NBA player. Maybe... That's being too hard on him, you know you and you want you listen, we all want him to succeed because he's so entertaining and he's so unique. it's just hard for me to envision that he's going to have a sustained long run of health in this league. I just think it's going to be one thing after another with him, unfortunately, and look, they're talking about him potentially if they get in like popping up. no, are you kidding me? There's no chance you let Zion Williams to take the court this year, but here's the problem, all right, so now. He hits another offseason, right? And here we go, another four five months without playing basketball. And we've seen what he has a propensity to do in the offseason. That has to change. Now, if he could come back to training camp and look like he's the fittest he's ever been – I'll change my opinion on, on how much money I want to give him, but I need to see Zion Williamson come out of an offseason looking like that on day one of camp, and he has not done that to this But, Legs,
3: don't you feel like if you're the Pels, you are stuck? You took him with the first pick in the draft. If you don't extend him, then he can walk away no and be question. a free agent. No, and listen, get Philadelphia, nothing in Philadelphia's
5: in the same boat with Harden. Yeah. You, look what you went through to get him. And now what? You're not going to pay him?
3: But you think the trade package for Zion will be legit, don't you think? Oh, yeah, yes, still yes. yes, yes, yes
5: because, because, listen, there's going to be teams out there that, that they don't have a draw. They don't have that buzz and electricity. The New it's York Knicks. worth the risk to do it. In that case, it is. But I'm just saying I worry about Zion Williamson's you know, future and, and what is his career going to look like when it's all said and done in terms of his ability to stay on the court. It's a shame because I we've never seen anything quite like it, right? I mean, a guy like that that shoots sixty to sixty-five percent from the field with, at that height.
2: Embiid had the same health issues, some of the same question marks. Remember how he had looked like his feet were in cement against Al Horford in the playoffs, and he got it together. But that's an outlier. Normally, it doesn't happen like Embiid.
5: Huh? Well, well, I don't think has been a guy that that's that big, right? With the weight landing yeah. from thirty-five no, never to forty seen inches off yeah. the ground with that kind of force. Over and over and over in the way that he plays, like generating that kind of force and landing that many times at that weight. That's what I worry about.
1: Tim, you mentioned Harden and you talked about a lot of pressure, so to speak, on what the Philadelphia 76ers are going to have to face at the end on making a contract extension to him. Is there any pressure on James Harden in the Philadelphia 76ers? Because Harden seems to think that there's no pressure on him going into the playoffs.
5: Yeah, he doesn't even believe that. I mean, he said that with a straight face key, but you can say whatever you want for public consumption. That's James Harden trying to tell people, listen, I'm not letting anything you say or do get inside my head. The truth is, when he's alone with his own thoughts hmm. and he's driving around in his car around Philadelphia or he's, you know, He's, got, he's in the dark recesses of his own mind. There is no question he feels it. He's felt pressure before in the past when he was in Houston, and there were times that it affected him and got to him and diminished his play. He's never felt pressure like this. I mean, he was brought there to win a championship with a guy that could be the MVP of the league. And what they went through to hold out as long as they did to get this specific player in that market, key, he's facing more pressure than any player in the postseason by a mile. I don't think there's even a close second.
3: So, Legs, yesterday, Ben Simmons posted on his IG a, a picture of his feet on the court in his sneakers, and he is playing Kanye feedback lyrics, and it said, Money never made me. Make me do something nah. Can't make me. Even if money's low, can't pay me. Like, kind of like sending, like, messages, right? Like, are we going to see this dude actually play this year?
5: First, I didn't see the picture. Was he wearing green lambskin sneakers? No, he was. Oh, he was not. Yeah, he was not. I didn't know if that was the final <laughs> piece of the ensemble. I, I didn't see the picture, but... Who knows where his mind is at? I mean, I just did a segment where Wind, Wind, Brian Windhorst is saying they, he might make an appearance by Game Four of this series, and th- for eight weeks they've been downplaying it, right? And and Wendy had a great line. He said he's only worn a uniform one time, and that was on Picture Day when he first got there, right? So and now he hasn't played five on five yet. They were talking about he might pop up, and I said, I wonder if there's any correlation to him all of a sudden maybe being available. Once they found out they're on the opposite bracket of Philly, because now the chances of playing Philly are slim to none in the postseason. Too many weird things would have to happen. I was so
2: skeptical when I heard about the back at first, and then they started saying herniated discs. And by the way, I have had L45S1, worst pain of all time. They started to bulge a little bit just recently, and I was like, oh my God, freezing up. So I was like, I have more sympathy. But, Legs, it is awfully convenient what's going on for Ben Simmons, isn't it? It's awfully convenient. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm cynical about it. I can't yeah, help but it. But,
3: Max, anybody that – here's what I, I don't understand. People are like, well, you know, when Ben Simmons comes back, they can get to the NBA championship. I'm like, okay, do you know how hard it is to insert yourself into a lineup in the playoffs <laughs> and get alone? like, he's a ball-dominant dude. So now, what does that do to Kyrie? How's his chemistry affected? What's that do to KD? Guys still have to learn how to play off of Ben Simmons. It's not like plug-and-play legs where all of a sudden he comes back and they find the rhythm and they go. These guys have never played together before.
5: Hey, listen, you, you hit it on the head, man. You're talking about a guy being inserted that already has massive confidence issues offensively into the playoffs. Now, look, you can say, we'll hide him. Right? Just just get the rebound, make plays, and then go stand in the corner and hide or be in that slash spot. Okay, fine, fine. And he can guard people. I mean, look, he won't be as good defensively as he was because even Clay Thompson just said the other day, he's 32 games back. He's an all-league defender. And he said, I'm nowhere near where I was defensively because of all the time I missed. So Ben Simmons, he'll be a factor defensively. But here's what I'm saying. If I'm Ime Yudoka and he makes an appearance in this series and he's on the court anywhere near the bonus, guess what? Steady parade. Have Adam. You can All get day. to every trip because that's that's a shot that Kevin Durant doesn't get. That's a shot that Kyrie Irving doesn't get. This is a dude that has massive had a massive meltdown in the Atlanta series from the line and in general just avoiding shooting the basketball when they needed him to. And now you're coming back after ten months. The entire basketball world is is watching you. Go ahead, man.
2: And if you're playing, five, if you go try ahead. to hide him
5: in the corner, you're
2: playing five on four because he has zero gravity.
5: Right now, look, you don't start fouling him early if, if you're not, if you don't have any fouls because now you're helping KD and Kyrie because now you can't guard them. But I'm saying if he's on the court and you get up to four or five fouls organically, defensively, and he's still in the game, go ahead, man, steady parade. Thank you, Lex. all day because I'm going to disrupt their rhythm and I'm taking the ball out of their, out of their hands. So let, it's it's just an interesting element to inject into a series when this guy's missed this much time, it, 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 if, if it even happens.
2: Thank you, Tim Legler. Legs mentioned it, everybody. Wendy joins us in an hour, Brian Windhorst. We're going to ask him about Ben Simmons' status for this Nets series. Will Daniel, with the Celtics, will Daniel Jones make it or break it in 2022? What about Tua? What about Baker? The answer from Key is next, ESPN Radio Series XM Channel
3: 80.
0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
3: G-Sean, J-Will, and Max.
0: The Podcast.
3: One thing I know about Dan- Daniel Jones is I've never heard teammates say, well, this guy's not a good leader or this guy's... Like, they don't talk about had- anything other than... His teammates pretty much it- like him. I don't think Daniel Jones is in. I don't. And I, I know that we're going to try to... You know, make it look different, and I know a year under Brian Dable will get a chance to have answers, and I hope, I pray, that I am wrong. He ain't even going to get a year, though, Jay. That's what I'm saying, Keith. What, what's he going to get, six, seven games?
2: Keyshawn, Jay Willamax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. It is time for Make or Break. Evan, what is the topic today?
4: Yeah, so make or break. Will these quarterbacks make or break their career in 2022? And this is going to be interesting because um, I'm also in the process of trying to reset my password, which I've been doing for the last hour and 15 minutes. So I'm going to try and multitask here. Let's go. Daniel Jones, will he make or break his career key in 2022?
1: I think he breaks his career in 2022. I don't, I don't think he even gets through you know, three quarters of the way through the season before Tyrod Taylor takes over and I think you'll see the last of Daniel Jones in the Giants uniform and he will become a lifetime backup
3: I think Daniel Jones is already broken guys and I know we're sitting out here holding out hope that he's going to be the answer but just from the way everything's already gone if you're Brian Dable you're saying I'm going to do the right thing I'll give this kid a year let's see if I can give him the buy-in but if he doesn't Tyrell Teller is right there and there's going to be a new wave of quarterbacks coming into this organization
2: Yeah, I'm going to say break. And if you feel a little bad for Daniel Jones, he's been a little bit unlucky. Then again, he was lucky to go. say he wasn't supposed to be the sixth overall pick in the draft. He wasn't supposed to be a rookie who got to start at quarterback. So he had some, you know, he got some breaks he probably shouldn't have gotten. And he's also had some bad luck he didn't deserve. It all adds up to he ain't going to be a starter, I think, by the middle of the season.
4: How about Tua Tungavailo? Will he make it break his career in 2022?
1: You know, I I think he'll make it. I I honestly do. I think not necessarily a Super Bowl quarterback or anything like that for the Dolphins, but he will be the South Jimmy G for the new head coach, McDaniel. He will be that guy that they're happy with that just does what he needs to do and wins games and very efficient at what they're asking him to do. But no stretch of the imagination makes me think that he's a Super Bowl quarterback.
3: I do think it'll make him But it is going to be fascinating to watch how great of a defensive-minded coach Brian Flores was and how Mike McDaniel comes in and adjusts to this new team and what kind of offensive style he brings to the table, and will that heighten – what you think about Tua or where ultimately damaged? what you think about Tua? I
2: think he's going to make it. Look, I look at trends in a career. You know, Tua gets better every year. And by the way, he's been a winning quarterback. I, and now he's got extra weapons. I expect him to take another step forward.
4: How about Baker Mayfield? Will he make or break his career depending on what team he's on in 2022?
1: I think he makes it. I, I think he goes to Seattle. He wins a starting job. He stays healthy. They're happy with him. They give him the Max Kellerman... Twenty million dollar a year extension, and that's how they roll.
3: Max Kellerman, twenty million. dollars Well, my year idea, extension. in other
2: words, you give the you give you give like that quarterback a properly priced contract instead of the
1: top of the market. No, not Max making money, Jay. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Oh, got yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> I wish Max Kellerman. <laughs> I was
3: like, years. whoa, when did Max sign a new contract? How did you know what my contract <laughs> is? Kid? Um, I, I think it's gonna make Baker. I think Baker will not be a starter in the NFL, but I think he will unwillingly probably accept a backup position. And I think once he gets a foot in an organization, an opportunity will reveal itself. And I think when it does, I think Baker will take advantage of it.
2: I'm going to say break because of circumstances. If he does go to Seattle, it, do they have a defense all of a sudden? Like, you know, if, if Russell Wilson isn't good in Seattle, Baker not as good as Russell. I think in the right circumstances he can start. I don't know that he's going to get those circumstances this year.
4: What about Jalen Hurts? make or break in Philly?
1: Keith? Make! I think he's making it, Philly. I know a lot of people are uh, having question marks on the kid who took over last year as a first-time starter, takes his team to the playoffs, and they're still having reservations about him as a quarterback in the National Football League. He's going to put everybody to rest and ball out this year and make his career.
3: I'm going to go make. I I like Jalen Hurts, and I know we always have uh, Mike Tannenbaum on the show. He talks about what his completion percentage is 20 yards down the field, and there is room for him to continue to improve. But everything I've seen from Jalen Hurts' mentality about how he fights each and every day, it makes me believe in him as a talent.
2: Yeah, I don't know if he ever gets to actually make it in the sense that people won't stop asking questions, right? But I, I, but in so far as we're talking about this, I'd say make it. He is succeeding, in with what the Eagles are doing, they'll continue to do that, and I think they can have some success with him. I'll say make.
4: Sam Darnold in Carolina, make or breaky?
1: Break. I hate to say it, but the Carolina Panthers are on borrowed time. The head coach and Matt Rule, I think when you look at the situation, it's just not set up for the success long-term-wise, and they're going to be looking for a new head coach come November.
3: Yeah, I would say break, two. The change of scenery, we thought, would help. It did not. And then I think he truly got exposed last year without McCaffrey. I, you need your quarterback to carry you, to keep you in ball games, and Sam Darnold could not do that.
2: I think Darnold was already broke last year. As you said, with McCaffrey's injury, that was a wrap.
4: How about Jameis Winston, make or break in New Orleans? I
1: think he makes. Michael Thomas coming back fully healthy. Alvin Kamara coming back healthy. You look at what they've done and what they would do in the draft. Go out and get a speedy receiver to lift the coverage, sure up the defense. And he was, I believe, 5-2 and two when he started for them last year. So, he makes his career long term in New Orleans.
3: Yeah, Key, i agree with you. Make I mean Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, two names that help any offense in the NFL, and Dennis Allen being named head coach, that the defense doesn't lose any continuity. And I think that defense is a strong suit of this team, and I think it allows a guy like Jameis Winston to not have to throw it for defenses all the time. He can be efficient and take his time.
2: Make, and I love stories like this, number one overall pick, he's going to be the face of the franchise, gets into trouble, does stupid stuff, also throws a lot of interceptions. Eh, he's no good. Goes to back up for a very precise quarterback and a great head coach offensive mind. Learns for that year, gets better. He was excellent last year. I expect him to pick up where he left off. Make?
4: Another guy along those lines who backed up, now he's in a starting role again. How about Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh? Make or break, Key?
1: I think he makes it. I think he does well under Mike Tomlin and what they like to do in Pittsburgh, and he, he gets to rejuvenate his career in Pittsburgh, so I think he, he makes it.
3: I think he breaks it. You know, I, I, I feel like I know who Mitchell Trubisky is, and I'm not saying that he couldn't have a year of improvement with Brian Dable when he was in Buffalo, but I think this division has gotten exponentially stronger, and I think when you start seeing the other talent of the other quarterbacks in this division – you look at Mitchell Trubisky and you're saying, right, you're nowhere close to these other guys. I
2: agree with that. And yet I'll, I'll still say make because I stopped thinking of him as a starting quarterback. And now even the way he handles his benching when he was in Chicago, then he learns under, under these guys in Buffalo and the whole thing. I, and Tomlin, you know, he's going to be over 500. I, I, I know what you mean, Jay. They'll look for something better always. But I'll say make as a starter. He's going to be a starting quarterback this year.
4: Lamar Jackson. So much talk about his contract. Will he make or break in 2022?
1: See, I I don't know even know where to go with this. I understand he's on the list. Cause he's already <clears throat> he's already made his career. Exactly. Like, what else yeah, is there 100%. He's a made
3: man. He's, he's made. He's a made man.
1: So he makes it.
3: Yeah. He's I'm with you, Kim. That's already yeah. made up in my mind. He makes it.
4: All right. Carson Wentz, make or break? Uh,
1: break. If, if, if he goes to Washington and does nothing... He's too. He'll be a backup somewhere. They call him Mr. Glass. He's bro-
2: Carson Wentz been broke.
3: What are people talking about? I mean, what makes you believe with Jonathan Taylor and last year that all of a sudden now he's going to do more in Washington than he did in Indianapolis? Yeah, like There's nothing that makes me believe he's going to be different.
2: He was good in India. I thought he was good for most of the season. He didn't get them and- to the playoffs. Well, until- this is the thing about Carson Wentz. Even when he's
4: playing as well as he can under pressure, you don't trust him because he— Messes up. Alright, biggest news, guys. My uh password. I made it. The password is oh, made it. We have reset the password. It is now um New York Jets two. New York Jets one apparently locked me out, so New York what? Jets two no, I'm just kidding. That's not my password. Anyway, that is it. That's it for Make or Break. But I did get my password changed.
3: Finally. It's only taking you twenty minutes it during ju- the show. You know what?
4: It just took me to go on air and do the call with the lady while I was hosting Make or Break for me to get my password <laughs> <Yeah>. reset. <laughs>
2: We mentioned Baker Mayfield in Make or Break. Where is he going to land and when will it happen?
0: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
2: The Keyshawn J. Will, and Max Podcast. So you know, during the pandemic, you know, a lot of us were doing TV and radio with simulcast and stuff from home studios and stuff. And it's so funny good. because a lot of us, you know, like I would, I, you have a shirt and tie and a suit jacket on top and pajama bottoms, uh, you know, pajamas on the bottom, shorts on the bottom. People probably doing it in their underwear half the time. Who knows? But the point is that the you know we're coming out of this pandemic. Hopefully, things are looking better, and. um, You know, people are going into work now, Uh, but some of us, some among us, have not gotten past the the pajamas on the bottom phase, and that includes Mr. Keyshawn Johnson, who Who showed up at the studio. Key, what are you wearing?
1: No, man, I got on my pajama bottoms from Christmas of 2019. So these are from twenty nineteen Christmas, green with trees and you know Christmas lights and so. All wait, sorts you got stuff. in your car, you got out of bed well, in the morning, he,
3: but he's also but he's also leaving to get to the place at like what key like one two o'clock in the morning. So nobody's yeah, so the nobody's uh-huh. seeing so me. Seeing no one, nobody. no
1: one can see me come, but they can see me go. Yeah, so on your way out of the studio, <laughs> I know
2: what it is, and then you know it's daybreak and people are filing in all yeah, around like yeah, you know. I don't uh,
1: care. I don't care. My kids, they think I'm a hobo. So I just, like I tell them, hey, man, I'm just being comfortable. I'm at work, and I'm the only guy in the studio at that hour in the morning. And I like being comfortable. But I like. Why not wear like good. dark pajama bottoms that could no. look like sweats if or something? you don't wear
3: pajamas, and wear. We do it all the way.
1: Well, I, I don't really have pa- pajamas. Is for old folks, man. Yeah, well, I do this because well, of Christmas. Well, uh, guess
2: what? Check uh, the birth certificate. You're older than me, and I'm old. <laughs> you know, well, no. I mean, see, the
1: thing is, is you act old. old. Uh-huh. You act old. <laughs> that makes then you old. are old. Uh, then you are old. On the other hand, like for me. I, look, I'll go to the grocery store with my pajamas on. I don't have no problems. None at all. Because I ain't trying to impress a damn soul. See, key, Right, Max? Key, I'm like just, yeah, I hear you. you. I, you I'll take out the garbage key. in
2: my pajamas and stuff. We no, no I'll
1: go keys. to the
3: grocery store yeah, no, in my I, pajamas. I <laughs> <laughs> that's why, Jay? Because I feel like I just see you with the shades on. You're like the politician just giving people the way. Hey, Bob. Yep, yep. Just, that's me walking Man, in my pajamas. And hey, you I know people want to take
1: pictures with their phones running up on and, and that's fine. My face looks good. <laughs> <My> face <laughs>
2: nothing wrong with the Could smile. Going to be on baby.
1: TMZ. Keyshawn Johnson walking around LA in his pajamas. But he was comfortable. Keyshawn Johnson, what? Please uh, uh, put a, a GoFundMe page together for him. <laughs> so, uh, okay, I love it. yeah, I
2: love
3: it. Yeah, officially wore with Christmas trees and everything. I'm going to do it pajamas tomorrow. T- I'm wearing mine tomorrow. You were in pajamas in in the studio.
2: Okay, bet I'm not.
6: <laughs> <Come> on, <laughs>
3: hey, let's uh, teammate, not do that.
2: You can teammate, do it. Man. No, you should do it.
6: Look around this league. There aren't 32 quarterbacks better than Baker Mayfield. And I think teams are going to want him. I think Seattle looks like a place that might end up getting him. And I think the Browns want to get rid of him. So he'll be cheap to acquire. Welcome to the NFL. A little bit, and he even said it himself. A little, he finally got a taste of it. Listen, the NFL lies all the time. No, I, I feel disrespected, 100%. Because I was told one thing and they completed another. That's what I'm in the middle of right now.
2: Keyshawn J. Willimax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Jay trying to convince me to wear pajamas to work tomorrow.
3: Just wear it, man. We could do it. It's Friday. It'll be a pajama party. Yeah, it's Friday. That's okay. It's allowed. It's acceptable. Man, I don't even wear sweats to work.
1: Man, I haven't been to a pajama party since high school. Ooh, Is hey. it pajamas or pajamas, yo? I say it's pajamas, actually.
3: I say but pajamas. I think it's Yeah, because... When Key said pajamas, then all of a sudden I changed mine to pajamas because I'm like, did I say it
4: incorrectly? I, I call it jammies. Yo, my you kid, would call it jammies. My kids Evan. get on me for stuff like that, Yates. <laughs> that like, like,
2: I'll say water. But now I say water. It sounds funny to me, but they'll come up to me and go, water, dad, water. So my mom See, says, from Ohio, really talk about water, things like that, Matt, water,
3: water. Where I'm from and what we say is completely wrong. About what do you say? It. It's in water.
2: Philly, they put an R in. It's water. Yeah, they put an R in. Water? water? Yeah, in Philly water. they put an R like, where I, I don't
3: belong wood Like he's a a er worder like, like I say the Hawks won the game as opposed to the Hawks won the game as in a quantity of something because I don't agree that that's that. But so you're you know, saying won like Juan W-A. Like Juan, like a name, yeah.
1: It's as long Juan. as you know what I'm saying, that's all that matter. Facts, I mean, I dude.
2: was once told, like, I say but horrible is it wrong. Yates? Is it facts? I said horrible, I right? I would say horrible. And someone said, that's it's New York. Horrible. I'm like, horrible? No, horrible. H O. As long as like, I no, know what you're saying, horrible. Max,
1: it doesn't matter. I understand what you're trying to say. How do you yeah. say
3: tournament? Well, tournament.
2: now I say tournament because everyone... People used
3: to say tour. But
2: tournament. man, if you if you ever look at old clips of me on like Friday Night Fights when I first Fire got on ESPN, like 98, <laughs> oh my God, the accent's so thick. The New York accent's so thick. And people used to think it was funny. I couldn't hear it. But then, you know, you get out of wherever you're from, you start to hear it. Yeah, anyway. Speaking of getting out of where you're from, Baker Mayfield on the You Never Know podcast, because he ain't going to be long for Cleveland, on whether or not he feels
6: or felt disrespected by the Cleveland Browns. I feel disrespected, 100%, because I was told one thing and they completely did another. When I wasn't performing on the field, that's when I really started going downhill. Then when it started hindering my play, and that's when I started losing my own self-confidence and just losing myself. This past year was rough. I would love to show up to somebody's cubicle and just boo the shit out of her. <laughs> Yeah And, see, and watch, watch them crumble. Do you have any idea where you're going to land? Oh, man. If this would have been about a week and a half ago. I would have said Indianapolis. Um, Seattle, I mean, it'd probably be the most likely option. Mm. But even then, I, I just, I'm ready for the next chapter.
2: Yeah, I like his honesty there at least. You know, he was real about Indianapolis and Seattle
1: and he couldn't say he's going to Seattle because they gotta want him too. Yeah, it's gotta be a two way street and, and it's still early in the process. He's due about nineteen million dollars of real money. And I'm sure Seattle's sitting back there saying, Well, you know, we don't really want to pay the nineteen million to you, but if Cleveland will shave some off or maybe Baker Mayfield could approach it and shave some off and get more of an incentive, latent deal to prove it, kind of prove itself type situation, they probably would entertain that. Um, so look into your crystal ball. What do you think actually happens? I actually think he winds up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a better quarterback than Drew Locke. And if you're Seattle, you have the ninth pick of the draft. You can use that ninth pick of the draft because you don't – you. Uh, if you're taking a quarterback in his draft, you're taking Malik Willis. That's who you're going to get at nine. So you don't even need that because Baker Mayfield is better than Malik Willis right now. So you tr- get out of that ninth spot. You build that roster with some of those picks. You go and get Baker Mayfield no higher than the third-round pick. You you offer no more than the third-round pick. And you go and get him, and you work with him on his contract, and that's how you roll it out. I like And that, if I'm Jake. Baker, I'm yeah. selling it just like that to Seattle.
3: That's cool. Can can I just go back to the sound for a minute that we had heard about Baker? And I don't want to sound like the bad guy because I really do love the fact that Baker was transparent and he was forthcoming about the struggles he had as a player and how athletes in general have to deal with this. But often when when you are are in that position and you're hearing the words come out of your mouth, there has to be a part of you that thinks like, how am I – how, how, how is this going to sound to people, right? And I guess I would ask you guys, if, if Carson Wentz was on the podcast talking about how difficult it was for him, granted the situations have been not the same, but how difficult it was for him to play through injury and how tough and you know, how he felt about people booing him, how would you guys feel?
1: I, I really don't care, to be honest with you, because he's See, telling the truth. He's telling the truth on I, I, on, on his, telling real, the truth. his real reality is that he did have four head coaches in different offices. But, office but Key, I, 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 and he I was so, hurt.
3: I'll give you an example of me telling it. So my my rookie year in Chicago, I told the truth. I was like, yo, like Chicago fans were booing us. And I said, you know what? Like those fans deserve better. Like we have guys like we're not as committed to this process as we should be. We should hold ourselves to a higher standard. I went off. I got lambasted by the media Why? for it. Because fans are like, hey, we don't want to hear about all the issues that you guys we want to see results. Yeah, we want to see you work that, through it. Jay? We don't I hear you, Key, and I get the athlete side of it, but I also understand the fan side of it. I've been on the fan side of it now for 15, 20 years. And it yeah. does get to a certain point where like, I get that everybody goes through trials and tribulations. Everybody has tough things. You're still guaranteed $19 million yeah, dollars. Yeah, but if
1: you but if you not but if you not understanding my circumstances or why I'm not playing well, I'm gonna help you understand it. If you feel that you need to boo me because I'm out here busting my ass and giving my all with two broken shoulders and a kneecap that's down I, on my ankle good. and all. that I'm going to let you know. I don't well, have well, no I'm not trying to be the, the bad
3: guy. I'm just trying to tell you that like, fans are going to I didn't boo say you. he was the bad guy. I didn't say I know, that. I know. I know. I was just prefacing that way because fans are going to boo you regardless. <laughs> Jay, <laughs> like, look- fans are, are going to be like, oh, you have social currency because you stuck by us. If you don't win, fans will inevitably boo you.
2: L- let me try and convince you real quick. We don't have a ton of time right now, but – Baker was in a very tough spot because he was coming into a contract year. And so he needed to play. I understand. He probably wasn't in good enough condition to play, but he did it anyway. So he was damned if he did, damned if he didn't. If he didn't play, he's banged up, no good. If he does play, he's not going to play well enough. Those things are true. And that may be a reason why he's talking about the injury more than you would like to hear him talk about the injury, right? Because what else could he do? He was kind of stuck. Um, but I hear what you're saying, especially when he continues to talk about being booed, go to people, boo at your cubicle. Those people aren't getting paid like him. That's not part of the job at a cubicle that you're going to have to deal with fans. Like, he, when he starts going there, <laughs> yeah, it's the like, injury part
3: I get. I, yeah, but when you start like, going to the booing, on, I'm yeah. like, don't do not do that. Like, don't transition that to, well, imagine if you got booed... At, the guy that, in the
1: cubicle, no one paid what to the see thing him. Exactly. What you got to realize, fellas, though, that booing ain't just booing. There was threats made. Oh, of course, there was yeah, yeah. threats, that. cussing, all uh, it. So it takes a s- different approach because of the situation. It's just not simply boo you, Max. It's not simply like yeah, that. If it, it, yeah, if if that's what he
2: means, I'm with it. If he's just talking about, but you know, hey, if I went to someone's cubicle to boo him, I mean, no one's showing up for them. Are, they're showing own up fans for you, are booing him. That was the problem. <laughs> hey, by the way, hey, J- Evan, Jones getting ready boo! for a big trade. We'll talk about that next.